Hello, I'm Alice Arnold and this is a very special show we've got coming up. Um, our special guest for the show is the one and only Imelda Staunton. I'm, I, I don't get excited about a lot of people. That sounds a bit arrogant. I don't. But I have been really excited about this. And normally when I interview someone, I have to do lots and lots of research. Mm. But I sort of knew all your career already. So well, we worked even together, have to, for goodness didn't sake. Didn't even have to wiki you. <laughs> but but um, as normal, we have cakes. Imelda has chosen the Oreo cookies and cream cupcake. Mm-hmm. I think, Thank you. It's sitting there. Yeah. Sitting, she's not going to eat it. Not yet. No. Am I supposed to eat it? No. You don't? Well, well, I'm going to, oh, no, I'm going to eat it, but I just... But thought, not, no. I've got, a, I've got a job to do here. You have got a job to do because you're here to talk about... Well, we're going to talk about lots of things, mm-hmm. but we will start by talking about what you have been talking about a lot recently, which is your new film, mm-hmm. which is called Finding Your Feet. Mm-hmm. In which... Well, you're with all your old chums, aren't you? I know everybody's asked you about that. Acting with all your old mates. Well, I know, but that that's sort of not what the film's about really but no. I mean it just happens that we've got a really good cast of people who you know as and I happen to have worked with a lot of them before but I mean Celia and Imri and I go back to the early 16th century Alice quite mm-hmm. frankly <laughs> and Tim and I were at, dra- at drama school together so that that really helped and Celia and I are playing sisters so there's there was an unspoken bond there that is just easy you don't have to play that or manufacture it and you see when I saw the breakdown of the film and thought that there's a rather uptight you know, posh mm-hmm. lady married to posh man mm-hmm. um, and her sister who lives in sort of a council estate or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had the casting the other way around with you and Celia. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Are, or are you just posh and uptight oh, God, in real yes. life? Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, well, that is, well, that's rather nice, actually. But actually, Celia, I know, would say about herself, she said, no, that is me. I am the behind, I am the unhide, I am the untidy. But you, she would say that. She's, right. she'd say, so that's fine. No, and no, I, I like, I like playing... You know, and this particular character is someone who, as you said, is very uptight and is utterly humiliated by her husband, who's gone off having an affair with her best friend. Um, and then she goes to her sister, and she has she sort of unravels and um, and has to sort of reevaluate what the hell has been going on. And the breakup, and what she storms out, is, is the catalyst for for change. And the change doesn't happen very easily. Um, um, but then there's a whole element in the film where you think, well, I didn't see that coming, which is dance. Mm. And yes, there is quite a lot of dance mm. in the in the film. Yeah. Now, obviously, you you dance. Mm. You you can do that. Put one foot in front of the other and left yeah. and right. Yeah. I wondered about some of your colleagues. You don't have to dish the dirt if you don't want to. How how is Joanna Lumley on the dance floor? Is she she cracking? Oh, she is actually. I mean, I think you'll find uh, that um, <laughs> she cuts quite a dash. Um, so, uh, no, I mean, we all struggled. I mean, thank God we had rehearsals because we were all struggling, hot and sweaty. And, um, and Did you oh, wear leg warmers? No. Oh. I'll, uh, no, no. Just had my jeans and my shoes on. Right. Uh, so, no, no, I didn't go that far. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was hard. You know, it was hard trying to get, to get it right. And also because these people, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not, we're, suppo- we're not professional dancers in the film. So it's not like we had to, you know. But we mm. also 
these people were really trying to to do to do these numbers. So uh, yeah, we had to work really hard to, to yeah, get it right. Yeah, and you've got to try and do the same thing at the same time. Oh yes, we do. That's however well or badly you do it. Yeah, at least yeah. in unison. Yes, is good. Yeah. That takes yeah. that takes a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I love that bit. Um, now the film's set in London. Mm. It's 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 great because it's not sort of fancy London. It's like really real London. Yeah, I thought. Yes, it is. I, I'm yeah. glad you said that. I think it is real run, London, but it's but it also um, I think it makes it look real, gritty, mm. attractive, um, and not not you know the volume isn't turned up on it, mm-hmm. and yet it's really beautiful. I think because London is yeah it actually. is yeah. You also filmed. I'm guessing it was in the autumn, unless that was all set dressing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it gives away too much if I talk about that you were filming some of it at the Hampstead ponds mm-hmm. at the swimming ponds yeah end of november Hampstead. end of november yeah mm-hmm. that's what i wanted to ask you about because in the background in the film um it says that the water temperature is 10 degrees in the pond mm. that felt, is cold it felt like four hours. okay yeah and it you really, really did you yeah, had yeah. to swim in that mm. yeah freezing all day presumably not all day. No, you couldn't do all day because with light you can't. We couldn't do all day oh. because it was so. Um, but also, just temperature wise, you know, would have been dead. Yeah. So um, we had to um, do do our bit and get out of the water. And they had to put us in a hot tub. And they did. They kept measuring our body temperatures. Had to come up to a certain um, uh, height in order, mm-hmm. in order to get back into the water. So yeah. we were doing that all the time. Because if we were in there, if you're in there just swimming, then you're you're using your body. But we were just sort of, we, were, we were acting exactly. in there. So we had to just. Um, so and, and although we had we had um, I think flesh coloured uh, you know wetsuits on, but mine was a bit oh, mine was a bit big, and so my feet kept filling up with air and air, and so my feet kept coming up at the back of me. <laughs> so I thought, oh no no no, he's pushing my head down under the water. So I had to cut the feet off in order so I could just sort of look like a normal person swimming. So yeah, it was um, it was really cold, but we did it, and um, and we had, we had little, a nice little hot tent and our little hot tubs and. A, good amount of chocolate and that helped good yeah that well that would help yeah. and there's another scene and i don't want to give this bit away but that you film at the ponds where you're not actually swimming and i i read i'm not a great crier in films but by golly you had me with that scene mm, yeah. that was so beautifully Done, yeah, you well, might say. well I think just well, yeah, I think the film goes in places you really don't expect it to, and I think if you see, you know, Celia Emery, Tim Spormos, it's mm-hmm. going to be a good fun, and then you go, oh, right, oh, that's happening, and that happens a few times in the film, so that's why, as we said, we're not going to give any of that away, but it's not, it's not going to take you where you think you're going to go. No, exactly, yeah. and and that's what I loved about it actually, because it gets into gritty truth and hard truth, and and the sort of. Things that happen to all of us as we get a bit older, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know, the, the things that happen in our lives. Yeah. That are, are not, to, And that must have been nice, actually, working with a gang that was kind of of an age. Yes. I mean, as well as knowing them, you're going to know anyone you work with in a British film, basically. Aren't yeah. You? That's, but, it, but quite nice to just, you, you know, you've all been there and done it and seen mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. and also that the film isn't about people being old and going, oh, 
Well, wasn't it good then in those days? It's not about that. It's about now. It's about what's happening in their lives and how they deal with it. And they deal with it in really, I think, in some, some of the storylines are dealt with really beautifully and very respectfully. Uh, others are just hilarious. And then you throw into the mix a flash mob dance in Piccadilly mm-hmm. Circus. Where did that come from? So there's so many elements and, and, and it deals with the human condition, however old you are. I mean, these aren't things that only happen to older people. And yet they're happening to us, of course, as you said, you know, my character, she's been married for 35 years, mm. you know, you can't do that if you're 22. But I think that, you know, you don't have to be um, in your 60s to know what it feels like to be dumped or to feel like being betrayed mm-hmm. and and how you can start again or not, but how you tackle that uh, it's a huge problem in my character's life about how she's been utterly humiliated and has felt that her life has been and wasted, wasted, just wasted, and living it vicariously through her husband. As long as he's successful, she can get her hair done every five minutes, it looks like. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, and that, um, you know, that's the life she wants to lead, the the, the big house, the, the trophies and all that. And, mm. of course, um, that comes crashing down around her ears. And then, you know, the film takes you on her journey. Which is a, such a battle for her. It's mm. like It's like that real fight she wants to let go and she can't let she go can't and let she go. wants to let go and she can't let go and if you've had 35 years the, of just living yeah. that one way how the you can't just do it in an hour or even a day or a week so it takes and that's what i like about mm. the script as well it doesn't suddenly go oh the sisters are back together it's just really nice yeah. oh thank god i'm here no i don't like my sister mm-hmm. i don't like here you know so she's she's really locked up this mm. woman well it's beautiful now, Imelda, you went to RADA, mm. Mm. and then you spent about six years in rep. And I guess you would say that is the best training for, for any actor, to, to just get muddy, get down yeah, and dirty and just in build rep, up that really. muscle, build mm. up that acting mm. muscle. You know, and I played a little big parts rather badly, but my goodness <laughs> me, it made me think, mm-hmm. and it made me work. So, yeah, I was very lucky to have that. And then you got your big break, which was at the National, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And then basically everything you did after that, you just got an Olivier Award for. <laughs> not, yeah. No, no, you, no, you did pretty much. No, not true. You, not true. You're a lying toad. Or, or. Um, um, so, um, <laughs> uh, no, not really. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, so I did a lot of theatre. But uh, but I remember th- it's interesting after doing Guys and Dolls, um, you know, having done six years of playing, you know, just being in plays. Um, you know, I was offered a lot of takeovers in musicals and I remember thinking then, ah, oh, I don't know if I really want to go down that road uh, solely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't do anything for, didn't do any musicals for a long, long time. So, um, and it's sort of the irony now that I've just done three big ones in the mm-hmm. last sort of six or seven years. Yeah, but not taking over someone in, who's already in the West End, which no. I think is a really different thing when you're taking it. But, well, the lights are set up, so you need to stand there for yes. this number and you it's need difficult. to do that. But you created those parts for yourself, yeah. albeit at Chichester and moved into the West End, but yeah. I mean, they were yours, yeah. which is different from a takeover, it isn't is, it, yeah. I think? I mean, I think um, takeover is, is a very difficult job, mm. and my goodness me, they do it well. Uh, you did Sweeney Todd at the Chichester Festival Theatre mm. with Michael Ball, mm-hmm. and then that transferred to the West End. And then by now, of course, we're, you're in films well as well, mm. massive film star, and you get nominated for an Oscar mm. for Vera Drake. Now, I know that you took sandwiches mm. to the Oscars. What yes. I want to know is what did they give you in your goodie bag? Was it good? It was a goodie suitcase. Was it? Well, just say some of them. Well, no, well, mainly anti-aging cream. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
So I brought it back and I and I went round to mates and I got about 10 or 12 mates round. I said, right, take your pick. So I just handed it all out, you know. So it was, but it was so funny that it was mm. all anti-aging. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're also in Harry Potter mm-hmm. and that's, that's a whole new thing. So I guess when you're in the theatre, you tend to, I think very specific people recognise people in the theatre, but you can have a massively successful theatre theater career and not be stopped on the street much. Mm. But once you get into films, especially Harry Potter, mm. presumably it changes the the fame alert thing, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it is mostly kids and um, who recognise me and maybe grown-up kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and you know, and I was very proud to be in that uh, franchise, if you like. And, um, uh, I, you know, but of course what is sort of weird is you think, well, I did that in 2004 or 2005, and you think, oh, no, it's still going on mm-hmm. because each generation is watching it. Think, oh, right, okay. I, did, I thought, what are they, why are they sending photos to be signed up? That was done years ago. Oh, no, they'll watch it forever and ever, mm-hmm. amen. So, um, but then I think that's also testament to how good the films are. And and I was very, I'm, I've always been impressed that how they, I mean, so that's eight films, you know, they had their audience. They could have just, shoved out anything but every mm. film was better than the last one and I think that's really admirable and as it should be mm. uh, because each book got you know, the st- wonderful books and so you, you want to honour those and I think they really did and she is incredible J.K. Rowling because yeah. I think she kept control of that to make sure that that happened yes of course and are you comfortable with the sort of the red carpet thing and all of that do you enjoy that no, no. Um, so it's listen, it's part of the job and um, and and you know it, and it's look. We'd all be complaining if there wasn't publicity or there wasn't the you know the red carpet and you weren't celebrating. It's all there to celebrate the films, and that's and that's and that's great. And that's work. The red carpet is work. I, I feel is that. Did you sort of learn to get good at it? Did you? Did you? I haven't done that many, Alice. To be absolutely honest with you, and and also the first red carpets were all with Mike Lee, and so they're all quite serious. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. all quite serious, so you're not having to. I mean, I I, th- I think I, I find it difficult to get swept swept up in the. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought, what are you? What's what's the matter? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what is the matter with you? So I get I get sort of slightly embarrassed by that. It's the people on the other side of the red carpet who seem quite hyper. Yes, and, and screaming people, at you, and screaming, and screaming at you, screaming at, and so you, which and is that, really. If you're on the red carpet, you're just talking about a film, and and so it's always rather lovely when you get someone just asking you quite a serious question or just a question to do with the film. Like, oh, who are you wearing? Yeah, yeah. What do you what? Mm. So all that side of it, I find that a bit weird, mm. I suppose. And I think we've sort of imported that from America, rather. Haven't yeah, we? I, I, mean, I dare I say we have. Yes, and, and yes. Do you go to the theatre yourself? Do you have time now to go to the theatre? Well, now Much. I do. Yeah. I mean, I only finished Follies four weeks ago, so uh, yes. I've, I've yet to sort of get going and uh, seeing some theatre. But I, I did see Girl from the North Country mm-hmm. um, in January, which was just phenomenal. So I loved that. And yes, I do. I love going to the theatre. And and I love seeing other people working, <laughs> which is quite nice. Well, you see, when you, you've done these shows in Chichester that have then come up to the West End, and you know, that's happening fairly regularly for mm. you, um, I noticed, and I, I hope I've got this right, but one of your co-stars in Gypsy didn't get the West End transfer. She refused. Well, I was going to ask her because mm. she refused rather than you have... Because I wondered, how difficult is that to tell your co-star, mm. sorry, mate, they want me, but they don't want you? Yes. No, that... No. Yeah, but she absolutely refused. This is my dog. Mm. Yeah. Molly. 
but she did do Chichester. She did Chichester, very happy with that. Yeah. And she just couldn't be bothered. She thought, eight months, London, every night, out of your mind. She's so got no. a point. Yeah, she has. She certainly has. <laughs> she certainly has got a point, uh, I can tell you. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I knew, actually, I, I knew, I thought, now, if anything happens to the dog during the show, I haven't got the headspace to deal with it. Now, in Chichester, yes. she was, I mean, she was fine. But on the last day, she was ill. And I got so worried about her. And, and I thought, oh, God. Okay. And then I thought, right. No, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to leave her with, unattended. Mm. And I thought, oh, 600 people waiting, whatever. But you so, are yeah. giving your all yeah. on stage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it was lovely having her in my arms during the show. I have to say, mm. it was great. Uh, but I knew, I thought, no, this is a big, big gig and it's going to take all my concentration day in, day out. And I, I don't want her. And also, she, and I actually, actually, towards the end of Chichester, because, so she's my dog and I'm handing her to chaperones and handing her to the children. Handing, so I'm always handing her somewhere else. And I, and I think she got a bit depressed, Alice. Uh, yeah, I think she got a bit depressed. Oh. So I thought, no, no, I can just see your spirit a little bit lower. I thought, no, I'm not going to do that to you. Now, when I ask most of my female guests, and actually some of my male guests as well mm. on my show, what would be their dream part to play? They usually say Mama Rose and Chipsy. That's what they say. So was that a dream for you or did it? had you always dreamt of playing it? I mean, I, I mean I'd always sort of, you know, I, I've spent my life sort of not really being particularly ambitious. Um, and the Mama Rose thing, uh, but actually after Vera Drake, I thought, well, now my profile's up a bit. Would someone do that with me? No. <laughs> could I could I play that? No, not not interested. Okay, well that's that then. I'll let that go. Um, and but then on the on our first preview of Sweeney Todd actually in Chichester, Sondheim was there, and the first thing he said to me he said, "You have to play Rose." Did he say it just like that? Yes. <laughs> and I actually went, "Oh, really?" Because I thought, "Oh, that's that's a uh, actually." The, well, I've only just done the first preview of this, so that was, was pretty daunting. But um, and he was absolutely adamant that I had to do it. So I thought, oh right. And so it's so gone away from my head. Um, so then the idea of doing it, I thought, oh okay. Um, so anyway, he he made me do it. He forced me, Alice. Quite frankly, forced, forced, forced by Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, hmm. mm. probably got to do it then. Yeah. Uh, well, you won an Olivier for, for it, of course. So it wasn't all bad. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about musicals, but you've also got a huge resume of of straight theatre and recent. I mean, you did um, you did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm -hmm. uh, so what what next? Is it a straight play? Is it a musical? Is it a film? Is it theatre? Is it television? Do you know? <laughs> I'm having a break. Okay. Is what I'm doing. And why not? And what, yeah. I, and I sort of think I've done seven years of shouting out loud at a lot of people and I think they've had enough. And I think I need to, I just want to, I, because you have no life when you're doing theatre mm -hmm. every night. I just don't have, and particularly the roles I've been playing. So the whole day is about I know. technically the voice, the thing, everything. So it's all to do geared towards the evening. So I'm not a lot of fun to live with. So I think Mr. Carter has been extremely patient. Um, so, um, yeah, I need. I want to have to take a break, and I and I think now from theatre. That's all. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, but I I don't want to rush into another job. And it's lovely that this film is it's fortuitous that it's coming out now. I mean, Follies finished four weeks ago. The film's coming out, so people think I'm working. Um, but but um, you did it ages. I, ages ago, of course. Of course. Uh, so uh, so that's really great, actually. So um, no, I'd like to be at home for a bit, have a bit of life, um, and um, and hopefully, if I can, you know, do a bit of telly and film. For, Maybe for 
the foreseeable future. Because, of course, the film I loved you in, well, I loved it for the subject matter as well, but Pride. No, Pride, for goodness sake. Wasn't that glorious? How many takes did you do with, with, with sandwiches? Margarine? Mm-hmm. How, I mean, no, how did many. you do that with a straight face? How did you butter? That was a sandwich. It was just margarine and bread. Yeah. Nothing went in that sandwich. But actually, the scene is very, you know... It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. It's I not know. a, you know... and, no, and actually night, it's a, yeah. You know, it's a, and just the way it was shot, it's just a camera coming in on two people with that sort of difficult thing that he had to say. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was a, wonder, a wonderful, beautifully written scene. And and the, the film's so... I mean, Matthew Walsh is directing it so sensitively. Um, and, uh, God, it was good fun to do that film. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I lo- See, I said earlier I don't really cry in films. Perhaps it's just you, because at the end of Pride, I wasn't just a little sob, I was... I mean, really, I would have been embarrassing mm-hmm. if I'd made the noise. If the noise I wanted to make yeah, had come out yeah, of my mouth, yeah, 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 it would yeah. have been embarrassing well, in the well, cinemas. I was so moved by it. I just... know. Oh, well, I th- we, we went to see Ugh. it. And, well, Jim started crying about five minutes in. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's a very moving and, and moving and very important film. And I think for people of our generation who lived through that, yeah. it was massive. But important for young people to see that now oh. and say, that's, yes. that's what we dealt with. Yes. Um, extraordinary. The last thing I saw you in um, before the film, mm. uh, the most recent film, mm. I saw I, it was Follies at the National, which mm-hmm. I saw just before Christmas. That was that was brilliant. Did you? Was that fun to do? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it's you know what's. I think the production was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I think it tr- it gave that piece such a lift because it's a it's a. I think it's a it's a you know, because it hasn't got a narrative that goes through it, but of course it's just about regret and heartache and pain um, and, but, and dressed up in the world of the follies. But I thought this production told the story of it much, much more better. clearly than any yeah. other production I've ever seen totally. of it. Dominic it Co- did make sense. Mm. You kind of went, oh gosh, yes, of course, this is... He made the play come right to the yes, fore. absolutely. Because otherwise it's a load of people at a party having a sing. So mm-hmm. you don't want that. You've had, yeah, you have had an amazing career, and of course we know that's down to talent and hard work. Would you say there's luck of being in the right place at the right time, or opportunities, or because you ha- just every time you seem to fall on your feet? Are you incredibly good at reading scripts? Is that what it is? Choosing uh, the right work? Well, maybe, yeah. But I, um, I think you know, if you, I've so I've been doing it. I've been. You know, that's what's where I go. I've been doing this job for 41 years. Yeah, really? I was a child bride, Alice. Well, that's ridiculous. when you started. Yes. Um, so I think um, I'm lucky now that in, in the world of film and not so much theatre, because theatre's always, you know, you can play any age in any play, but film, you know, you've got to look a certain way, you've got to, you know, all that. Mm. Um, that actually this film, Finding Your Feet, and whether it's Marigold Hotel, there are films now being made about people, who about grown-ups having stories mm-hmm. to tell. Um, so um, I think I, I've, I've always tried, you know, I'm not good in everything, but I've tried not to repeat myself. That's what, that's what I, that's what I've, sort of quite like and you know, the difference between Vera Drake and Harry Potter the difference between Mama Rose and and this film you know um it, and I like I like to sort of try and well stretch myself and always challenge myself and I don't want anything to be easy and I think that gives you longevity because if you only have one role that you play mm. everyone will maybe love that for five years yeah but then yeah. they move on to yeah. the next person who does a one role or whatever. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a character that, actor mm. and I suppose, you know, I, I play different characters. I mean, it's funny that title, oh, she's a character actress. Well, I, 
isn't that what we do? That we play different characters? Uh, or the leading actor? Well, it's still a character I'm playing. So, um, and there's no doubt, you know, that I, you know, I get many more opportunities in the theatre than I would do on film. But actually, I'm so proud. I mean, you know, I'd rather do five really interesting films than 200 just churning it out, mm-hmm. churning it out. Um, your daughter has followed you into the profession. Did you, like, push her onto the stage? Did you go... Drama school, off you go, push, 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 colours in the hair. Like, well, no. I, I played Mama Rose. Yeah, exactly. I? You know yeah. exactly how So that's happened. how you did it. That's how I did it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, del- I'm, I'm delighted that uh, she wanted to do it and did her drama school training and is, is out there, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, make make her career well it has begun. She's on a year of work, so that's mm. fine. Um, and then and she'll just have to, you know, do the ups and downs like we all have done and um, no matter how much you tell someone about that it doesn't she'll have to find that out for herself um, and you know uh, and on her own merit and uh, and when she had a gap year before she went to before she auditioned for drama school she was a dresser on Mamma Mia she did it stage mm-hmm. she went did stage management you know she did so she's had a bit of a 360 degree look at the business apart from the fact of growing up you know on on bits of film sets in the theater but uh, i think she you know knows about the whole business um and that's sort of there in her dna and um and i hope that helps but um i don't think it's easy probably having parents who are in the business uh, in some respects but in other respects it is because we understand and we know what it's like. We know what, you know, the heartbreak and we know the disappointment and we know the highs and the lows. So we do understand that. Mm. And hopefully we can help her deal with it. Um, thank you so much for thank coming you. in, Imelda Staunton. Thank you, thank you Alice That's Arnold. What a thrill. Yeah. Very nice to see you again after 200 years. <laughs> That was the Musicals and Theatre podcast. And if you enjoyed that, then why not subscribe? It's absolutely free to our channel on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hear me every weekend morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic. 